The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia on 105.9 The Region. Welcome to The Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. I'm Dr. Claudia. Thank you all for joining me today. Well, now more than ever, we need to focus on our mental health. We have all been through so much over the last couple of years. We've been forced to make decisions about our health, the well-being of our family members, and we've also lived with uncertainty about what the future holds. This is enough to wreak havoc on our mental health. Um, So joining me today is Marcy Gray. She's a lead psychotherapist and CEO of Gray Matter Health. Thank you so much, Marcy. It's a pleasure to be able to speak with you today. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I thought it was appropriate. We've all been through so much. And, um, you know, any tips that we can provide our listeners on how to remain positive, I think is so important. But before I dive in and ask questions about how to manage our mental health, I thought we'd let listeners know a little bit about yourself. Okay, so I'm Marcy Gray, as you mentioned, a psychotherapist, a clinical social worker as well, and I lead Gray Matter Health, where I do individual, couples, family, and group therapy, uh, and that's, that's for a variety of needs, so anxiety, depression, OCD, uh, grief, uh, a variety of needs I, I see people for. I am also the author of The Empowerment Planner that maybe we'll talk a little bit about uh, a little later. I also do a lot of uh, speaking and corporate work in anti-Black racism and diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, with organizations at various levels, whether it's consulting or training, etc. So that's a little bit about me professionally. I also am a mom of three and have a partner. And, um, yeah, that's a little bit more about me. (laughs) Well, I'm glad to hear that you're equally as busy as me and the rest of all the hardworking women out there. So that's awesome that you're managing to keep it all under control. But I would imagine that over the last couple of years, you've seen a surge in the number of people who are seeking uh, help with their mental health. Absolutely. There has been an increase uh, astronomically since the beginning of the pandemic. There has definitely been an increase in those who are needing help with anxiety, with depression, um, and a number of other ailments that we've seen in terms of mental health and wellness. Uh, we've seen loneliness uh, increase because people are living alone and they're not, a- and because of isolation. And of course, we've seen people uh, suffering with financial strain as well, right? And that can be um, stressful in in a time where you're losing jobs or you're not able to work because of the pandemic. Among youth, we've seen an increase in depression, anxiety, eating disorders. And then in homes, we've seen a lot more stress and strain, arguments, and even domestic violence. So there's been a lot going on since the beginning of the pandemic that people are suffering with in their homes. Yeah, it's it seems like there's, you know, a, a variety of different things that people may present with. But one of the things that is kind of remains in my mind is I feel like more people are seeking family therapy, family counseling to kind of help deal with all the other issues that are coming up. So I feel like, you know, the COVID is an issue in itself, but then it's also kind of created a boiling point of other things happening in the home. Is that something that you're noticing as well? I am noticing that. I'm noticing that people are not sure how to deal with conflict. 
so partners are kind of on top of each other because they're working together now, working together in the home. So they've never had to be with each other 24-7. So they're, now that they are, there's stress and strain there. Uh, working with children online. So there's been a whole lot of other problems with children online and having more parental controls with them being online, with youth being online, uh, cyberbullying, but also getting into other things online other than education or just entertainment, uh, getting into things that may be not safe. Uh, and so parents not knowing how to navigate that and coming in to have family counseling to figure out how to navigate those things as well. So, yeah, there's been a lot of various presenting problems that have come up that we've been working with families on. And so the big topic this week has been our children being, um, you know, forced to be online in school. It's a big issue in my house as well. I have two kids. They're both kind of like, you know, young teens. Um how can I help my children and the rest of the parents, how can we help our children deal with the stress caused by school closures? I mean, their extracurricular activities have been canceled. This is a big deal for children because school and extracurriculars are a large part of their social circle, and that's been taken away from them. You know, whether we believe it's for good reason or not, it's still something that they're missing. How can we help them cope with that? Are there strategies, words? Um, do we address it? Do we not address it? What can you offer? So I'd like us to start to reframe things a little because we feel like it's a huge tragedy that they're losing out on their extracurriculars. And it is a bit of a worry. But we want to think of other generations that didn't even have those extracurricular activities as an option. So what did they do? They went outside, they played, they ensured that they were, you know, playing with their children or that their children had some time in outdoors. Uh, so you do want to incorporate some of that outdoor activity with your children or allowing them to have some outdoor play, imaginative play, um, like, you know, getting rid of the electronics sometimes and having them just do imaginative play is important. Uh, bringing that, some of that in is so important. Ideally, you're having great conversations with your children as well. So we want to be talking to our children about our, their feelings, about how, you know, they're feeling, their emotions, what's making them feel that way, validating their emotions. Very, very important that we're connected to them and that they're able to have a safe space to be able to talk about how they're feeling. Uh, you also want to you know, as a family, decide on how you're going to make things work for you as a family. So create, setting up spaces that you're going to use uh, for your children, for their education, but also setting up spaces for them to feel comfortable in, to uh, relax in, just trying to make the home environment as uh, a happy place as possible so that then they're well adjusted to the change because there's only so many things that we can do. So we want to make sure that we're doing those things. So making your home a safe haven for your kids and making it a spot where they can have their activities, where they can feel well adjusted, where they feel emotionally safe is really, really important. I'm so glad that you said that, um, you know, we're making reference to generations before our children who didn't have extracurriculars. Um, it's a very valid point. I mean, spending time doing other things that are equally productive. So being outside, maybe, you know, spending some time alone, going for a walk, all the things that are actually going to, you know, encourage our positive health and a positive mindset. 
And my question is, you know, gaming. I mean, I want to, I have a conversation with my kids all the time about gaming. Is it okay for me to say and to limit the amount of gaming time that they have? Because a lot of parents I feel struggle with, you know, not knowing how to say no, not wanting to say no, because other things are taken away from them. I believe that there's nothing wrong with me saying that is enough. You've had enough time on it. Maybe I should choose my words differently, but is it okay for me to limit their time on the gaming? It is absolutely okay to limit the time on the gaming. Have a family meeting with everybody and talk about what we're going to do in terms of our family rules. So we are going to need to spend a lot of time online because we're doing schooling. So that's something that is not optional, right? They have to be online for that. Talk about how much time we're going to be online with social activity. So connecting with friends and, uh, you know, on social media or chat or, you know, the FaceTimes and those kinds of things, the WhatsApp chats and all of that. So communication online is important, but also entertainment online is important. And then how much time are we spending in that? Because we want to balance that entertainment time online with entertainment doing other things, connecting as a family, getting outside. Even in the winter, what kinds of things can we do outside together? Those are, and, and adjusting our eyesight to different light is going to be important. There's so much benefits of getting out, being active. We, we are doing a lot of stress and strain on our body always sitting. And so when you're gaming, you're always kind of sitting and you're focused in on a screen. So you want to break some of that and break some of that up. So you're not spending hours staring at screens. You want to break some of that screen time up as much as possible. So maybe it's going to be looking like, yeah, you can have, depending on the age, you can have an hour here for the evening, but then an hour there, like you can have two hours, but it's got to be broken up or it's going to be one hour during the week. And then on the weekends, this is the amount of time, but you also need to break that time up so that you're in between either doing chores or going outdoors or spending time with family or helping to do something else in the home. Uh, so that they're getting other activity other than just gaming. What are a couple of the things that we can say to people or help people do in order for them to feel a little bit more at ease? So you want to be working on, uh, you know, just managing and not avoiding. The more that we avoid certain things is the more that we actually increase anxiety. So that's kind of tricky because obviously you're avoiding, you're getting COVID, right? You're trying to avoid certain things so that you don't get COVID. But with anxiety, the things that we tend to cut out of our lives that we're completely not doing, uh, we want to challenge ourselves to do some of those things. So for example, uh, you know, there's some people with high anxiety that they've refused, for example, to go to the supermarket and they've been having their, their groceries delivered only. So you do want to challenge yourself to do to get out sometimes mm-hmm. uh, to challenge that anxiety. So we work on that little by little in little increments if there's an anxiety disorder. If it's just that you have some anxiety, we work on it in different ways. So it depends on the level of anxiety. Is it to the point of disorder or is it just that I've got a lot of anxiety on a regular basis about different things? 
that makes a lot of sense. And maybe kind of understanding if the anxiety is just brought on because of, you know, the, the situation of our pandemic or if it was something that kind of surfaced um, through the pandemic and just properly dealing with it, maybe, you know, slowly, a little bit at a time. Does that is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. So there's people who have had anxiety all their lives and it's just amplified through the pandemic. There's people who never really had anxiety, but because of the pandemic, they have anxiety. So there's, it may be treated differently depending on how anxiety came about in your life. Right. So I want to talk a little bit about self-care because it's one of the things that I have decided that I need to work on myself. So this is going to be very helpful for me as well. You encourage self-care as a way to manage your mental health. So for those of us like me who don't really know what that looks like, what does self-care involve? I'm so glad you asked that because a lot of the times we think self-care is manicure, pedicure or (laughs) massage, you know, and it's a lot more than that. Self-care is a way of promoting your everyday well-being. It is adopting some positive coping tools, coping mechanisms to be able to manage stress and strain in our life. Self-care is maintaining the ways that we maintain wellness. It is how we refuel. It's how we rejuvenate. And we can also think of self-care as tuning up things. So sometimes you go to the doctor when there's an illness, but you also go to the doctor when you are just me, you know, having a general checkup. And so I want people to think of therapy as I'm just going to go in for a general checkup. So of course, as a therapist, I'm going to say one of the things that we can do in terms of psychological self-care is to have a therapist and to be going in for a checkup. But on a regular basis, what does self-care look like? Self-care looks like making sure that if I'm feeling depleted, that I am rejuvenating and restoring. So what are the things in my life that I like to do that rejuvenates me and restores me? Think of it as a cup being empty because you're working, because you're giving, because you're parenting and all these things that take away from you. What are the things that I do in my life that give back to me, that make me feel energized, that give me back some energy, that give me back some motivation, So that can be various things in your life. That can be, you know, journaling. That can be, I love my my job. And so there's parts of my job that really refuel me. This can be so many different things in your life that you find, and it's very particular to each person, what they find really makes them feel refueled, really makes them rejuvenate each day. And you don't want to say... I'm going to wait until I feel depleted and burnt out to look after self-care. It is really what am I doing each day, each day to have some me time and each day to refuel and rejuvenate. I love that. And I'm so glad that I made self-care my 2022 resolution. When we come back, a free wellness assessment and the empowerment planner. All that and much more when we come back. This is the Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Have a question for Dr. Claudia? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 105.9 The Region or email us info at 1059theregion.com. The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia on 105.9 The Region. 
You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to The Wellness Prescription. Before the break, Marcy and I were discussing the mental health challenges that are on the rise. No one is immune to mental health issues and everyone has different coping mechanisms. But Marcy, you offer various services to help us all keep our mental health in check. So let's talk a little bit about, first of all, is there still a stigma around seeking therapy? There absolutely still is a stigma around seeking therapy in a lot of communities and a lot of families. Uh, There's still a bit of a stigma, but I find this generation is finding it a little bit more quote unquote cool as they see more celebrities talking about uh, therapy and as they see a lot more people in media talk about therapy. It's becoming a little bit more of a norm. Uh, as especially for the the younger generation, with the older generation um, sometimes convincing them that therapy is required <laughs> or is helpful is still a challenge um, as to you know how it works and what how you know how it's helpful. Uh, we sometimes we have to have conversations about that even before people are ready to start therapy. So there is some stigma still with mental health, mental illness, and therapy. Um, but I believe it is starting to get better. I'm so glad to hear that because it is such an important part of our wellness journey. And I know you mentioned earlier that all the various services that you offer at Gray Health, um, Gray Health Matter, um, you know what, on your website, you also offer a free wellness assessment. So tell me about that. It sounds fascinating, and I think everybody should um, sign on for it and gather information about themselves. Yeah, so you can sign on at graymatterhealth.com and once you put in your email address, you can get a free wellness assessment. And what this is, is it is six categories to gauge to gauge your wellness. So we look at your mental well-being. How, how well are you doing in terms of your mental well-being? Your physical well-being, how well are you doing in terms of that? So that could be uh, whether you're, you're eating and your sleeping patterns, for example, your psychological well-being in terms of reflection and different things that you're doing for your psychological health, your spiritual well-being, and that can be religious or non-religious, uh, whether it's meditation or spending time in nature, what are the things you're doing for your sp- spiritual well-being, your emotional well-being in terms of being connected to your emotions and yourself, how well are you doing in that aspect, and even your professional well-being. So it's really looking at your full well-being and how well you're doing that. You can give yourself a score and kind of see where you're at in terms of your full well-being and how you're doing. So that's absolutely free, and that's Gray Matter Health, so G-R-A-Y Matter Health uh, dot com, and you can get that free wellness assistance. Check up for yourself. You know, I love that. And I like that you have actually incorporated all aspects of wellness because I think what people don't realize, and, I, you know, I'm a chiropractor. I still, you know, I, I'm in clinical practice, um, you know, every day of the week, usually. And what I've learned over the years and what I hope most of us have learned over the years is that your health is all encompassing. So if your physical health and I'm and I'm, I'm actually asking a question to you in that you probably see people with mental health issues and then you see that spilling over into their physical well-being as well. So that's why this free wellness assessment, I think, is such an important tool because it'll kind of culminate everything and you can realize what areas need help. And then you can kind of outsource to do all the appropriate things 
things for your body. Absolutely, absolutely. So with your physical well-being, we know that that impacts your mental well-being. A lot of the times, you know, people will focus in on their physical well-being, not knowing that there is also an underlying mental health condition that's there. Uh, or we know that we're not doing well with our mental health, but we focus in on our physical health. So one of the ways that we know stigma still exists, for example, is when people call in to work sick. They would rather call into work saying something like, I have a headache or my stomach hurts, rather than saying, I'm suffering with depression or anxiety today. So sometimes we focus in on that physical thing because it feels, us, feels to us more legitimate sometimes than our mental health, but our mental health is our wealth. Our mental health is what keeps us going on an everyday basis. And so we do want to look after our full well-being, both you know, all aspects of our well-being, and that's why the assessment covers all those aspects to give you an idea of things to think about in terms of your complete wellness. Yeah, that makes so much sense. I love that. And, you know, we all have to be thankful to individuals like yourself who are helping people find the right resources and, and you know, manage how they're feeling emotionally, spiritually, you know, mentally. All that is so important. And I feel like, you know, let's talk a little bit about the Empowerment Planner because I feel like it ties right into all of this. Is that one of the reasons why you put this planner together? And you also have different covers to the planner, which I found very fascinating. So let's talk about that. So I have different covers for the planner, absolutely. So when you go on graymatterhealth.com and you go into the shop, you will see that there's three different covers for the planner. And that was to appeal to various personalities and genders so that it's, a, it's, a, it's being used by someone who loves the, the book and is choosing a cover that really resonates with them. So that's why there's different covers. And it is full color as a planner because we, as we know, color impacts mood. So when you're looking at mood, I wanted to ensure that it is a full color uh, planner inside so that it's um, feeling joyous as you go through each page. It's not black and white. It has full color. So the empowerment planner I created because I found there was no tools out there that had everything that you can do on your own to be able to manage your mental health. So you can use the planner as your own self-help guide to looking at everyday wellness. So when you open your planner pages, for example, it asks you for priorities. And, you know, sometimes when I talk to clients about how to, how to use this, priorities doesn't mean your to-do list. Priorities also means what are you going to do today that you're going to make as important part of your day. So that can be on a Sunday. Priority is I'm staying in pajamas today. Priority is I'm going to make sure I have a latte and I'm going to kick my feet up. Uh, it's not necessarily a to-do list. It's a what am I going to make as a priority today? And we know that with mood and you know depression, if we can have things that we make in our day as priority, it brings meaning and fulfillment to each day. Also, it's a, each page has a way to uh, score your anxiety levels, your mood levels, so that you're monitoring that. So you can also work with a therapist on this, with this planner, and so that you bring this in to your therapist and you say, well, this week, this is how my mood has been, this is how my anxiety has been. But if you're using it as a self-help tool, you're also wanting to monitor that for yourself. 
So that you can also monitor how you're feeling each day. And there's a spot for that. There's a spot for so that what I call the self-care square, where you're checking off different areas of as, different aspects of your self-care to ensure that you're looking after yourself each day. There's an as, area for meals so that you're charting what you're eating and your water intake. There's a space for gratitude as well. And then a free space that we know using your creativity in that side of your brain is also really well, uh, works really well in terms of helping you with mood and anxiety. So each day also has a daily affirmation at the top so that you start each day. So I'm looking at the planner now and this, this affirmation at the top says, I am grateful, for example. So there's an, there's an affirmation for Um, each and every day that can help you to start your day. And so in the planner, there's also worksheets to work on self-compassion and self-esteem and challenging um, anxiety and and challenging self-improvement. So it's fully a a full self-help tool to help you to work on your wellness on a daily basis. And I love that because then you can refer back to it at the end of the year and see how far you've come and you can ensure that you did something for yourself every day and to improve and encourage positive mental health. I love that. It sounds really great. I can't wait to get my copy. Um, Before we end our conversation today, you have a New Year's mental health resolution workshop. It's coming up on January 25th. That's my birthday. Just just saying. (laughs) Tell us. (laughs) Happy birthday. (laughs) Thank you. Tell us a little bit about it. Happy early birthday. It's the whole month. A lot That's of right. The whole month. <laughs> you got it. I'm so ce- I'm already celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Uh, yeah. So the mental health resolution workshop, it's almost full. So if you want a spot, please do uh, go on the website. So go on graymatterhealth.com. And on the first page of the website, you can go ahead and click there to register um, hopefully you can get in a spot because there is limited spots and it's almost full. Uh, but we'd love to have you if you'd love to join. It is going to be talking a lot about how to uh, look at boosting mood, uh, tackling anxiety, looking at self-improvement for your, um, for your year. How do you start your year with a positive mindset? So, you know, working on like the, your, mental health for this year, for 2022. So I purposely started, uh, I start registration, sorry, (laughs) on January 1st, but the workshop happens on the 25th of January, because a lot of times when we think of resolutions, it's we're going to start at January 1st and we're going to go at it. Whereas I want it to be a thought of as, yes, we're going to start in the month of January, but it's also going to be something that sets the stage for the rest of the year. So it's not something that I just start January 1st and then drops off by January 25th or by February, uh, March, but it's something that we're going to, uh, people are anticipating to happen for January 25th. But as you come to the workshop, we're going to talk about how we're going to maintain that, how we're going to engage in a mental health challenge to continue throughout the year. So I'm looking forward to having everyone come to that workshop. And again, it's January 25th at 8 p.m., but you can go to graymatterhealth.com to register.
That sounds awesome. And you know what? We're going to next time you're on the show, we're going to talk about New Year's resolutions and how we can keep them maintained throughout the year. Because I'm like you. I believe that we start our news. We don't start New Year's resolutions January 1st. We use the whole year to start creating different versions of ourselves. So I love that. Marcy, I cannot thank you enough for joining me today. If listeners want to learn more about you uh, and learn about the services you offer, just remind us where they can get all that information and, uh, you know, get to know more about you and make their mental health a priority. Absolutely. So again, you can go to Gray Matter Health, G-R-A-Y Matter Health dot com, and you can get your free wellness assessment there when you put in your email address. You can also find me on Instagram at Gray Matter Health, and I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of the social media, but I mainly land at on Instagram. So you can find me at Instagram at Gray Matter Health. You can find me on the website at Gray Matter Health and at graymatterhealth.com. You can also fill in a form if you want a free initial consultation for therapy, or if you're an organization who wants to do some work uh, either with your employees for mental health and wellness or diversity, you can also fill out a form for free consultation for that as well. That's great. Thank you so much. And you can always find me on Instagram at Claudia underscore Macchiella or my website, ClaudiaMacchiella.com. That's my show for this week. If you missed it, go to 1059theregion.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and of course, Audible. I'm Dr. Claudia. Thank you all for listening. Connect with us on Twitter at 1059theregion or call 416-335-1059 or email info at 1059theregion.com. This is 1059 The Region.